Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Disaster Dark, recorded on the 21st of January 2019, episode 2 of the new year, and uh, for some people, you'll be glad to know, or glad to hear me say, there's yet another new theme tune. So, we've got lots of stuff coming up for you, so without further ado, cue the music. I did this song as a joke, not to cause dismay, but Roger Palmer hates it, so it's here to stay. Listen up if you dare, other podcasts beware, it's an After Dark Network show. It's time for Dis After Dark. It's time for Dis After Dark. Now it's time for Dis After Dark. Please enjoy the show. And uh, joining me this week on Dis After Dark, I have got Mr. D, Paulie D. Hello to you. How are we? Yeah, all right, thank you. And good. we are also joined by the newest member of the team, Ryan. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm pleased. Two for two for me. Oh, that's a good start. That's that's. I mean, you've almost you've almost done more shows this year than I think we got Chris Ripley to do last year for us. <laughs> so he's a busy lad. I don't I don't hold it against him at all. And he did, and to be fair, he did come on the first show this year. So there is that. Um, how are you, gents, doing? Doing good, thanks. Doing all right. Yeah. Busy, 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 but can't complain. Well, I could, but who would care? It's the wrong podcast for that. You can come yeah. on Pop After Dark if you want to do that. Yeah. What about yourself, Ryan? Yeah, all good. I am thankful that this week is the is the week where the, the, the money resets itself in my bank account, and I have a few days where I can enjoy it before realising that once again I'm poor. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there is always that. And speaking of, of being poor, I've raided the fridge to get a drink, so I suppose it'd be rude for me not to go around and ask, what is everybody drinking? So, Mr. D, what are you drinking? Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm still on the cider. Um, different different one now. But, uh, there we go. I've got a can of old moot. Uh, very nice. What, what flavour old moot? Apple? It's the lame, the lame one. Uh, mm. Okay. Uh, what about you, ready for that? What about yourself, Ryan? I have again. I've raided the fridge as well. There's not much, not much left from uh, Christmas, but I've got a can of Blue Moon. Oh, I, I, I went out um, for uh, a few hours. Well, I went out for the night with uh, my buddy Whitey, who occasionally does a podcast called Pencil Neck Geeks on this very podcast network. And um, we went to his nearest Weatherspoon just because we're old and we didn't want to go to someone that had news that was too loud so we couldn't talk. And uh, they had Bloomin on tap. Oh, it's amazing on tap. There's my my locals got got it on tap and it is glorious. Do they throw orange orange slices in yours? Yeah. What what's that about? I don't know. I mean, it is a bit weird, but I always I always think it sounds a bit fancier when I say yes, I'd like an orange slice. Well, the thing is, like, because I didn't, uh, I, I never knew they did that. So when I was drinking it, I took my first sip of it, and my top lip obviously hit like the orange, but I didn't realise it was an orange. So I thought it was so cold the head had frosted, because you must have had that at some point where like, the, the yeah. head actually ices. And so I was like, "Oh, that's weird." And then I kind of looked in the glass. I was like, 
that's a slice of fruit. <laughs> so really, it really confused weird. me. Yeah, very, very odd. Um, I've got one of the last few bosses I've got left of Bud Light, and I don't know if anyone heard that really tiny little pfft, but of course they're screw tops, they make no noise at all, so I have to throw my cap down on the table. So cheers, everybody. Um, cheers. Cheers. Right, so um, slightly changing the the format of the show a little bit, just 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 adjusting how we're doing things. So um, we're going to start off with the first segment this week, which is the Dad Disney Parks News Roundup. is sponsored by WP Magic Journeys to find great prices for your next Disney holiday, as well as letting someone take the stress out of booking your fast passes and your dining reservations contact wendy at wpmagicjourneys.com or wpmagicjourneys on social media mention this after dark for a 25 dollar off your deposit it is the smart way to book your dream disney holiday So, um, I've got some stuff that I wanted to talk about that I'd seen um, that had been going on in the parts, but was there anything, before I start rambling on, was there anything that anyone in particular wanted to talk about uh, involving the parts this week? I think, based on our earlier conversations, I, I don't want to steal your thunder too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you start, and if there's yeah. something that I've got that you've missed... Rather than still, um, still my sunshine. Got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I can chip in. I can chip in afterwards. Fair yeah, way. and I got a few bits, but I don't think that's where you're going. So, oh no, I'll I'm not. Chip those in later. I've got no agenda here. I'm just literally mm-hmm. just talking about relatively normal news, okay. um, and I, I think there's no bigger news to kick off uh, this first segment with than the the news that Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live is returning to Epcot this summer. Mm. I mean, it's the announcement. I think the whole theme park industry uh, has been waiting on the universe, probably, possibly, possibly. Um, did anyone see this last year in person? No, no, I wasn't wasn't there last year. Um, I saw I saw a video of it on YouTube. Yes, um, I thought it looked I thought it looked okay. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. I, 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 I missed it because I usually go October time. And oh, I think of course, it was during yeah. the summer. It was, um, yeah. Video, again, I watched the videos and it looked it looked okay. Um, a bit weird I, to see them because they were in the American pavilion, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, so they just crashed down onto Uncle Sam and decided to party on there. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with the British uh, pavilion. Not sure what's wrong with that. Um, uh, we well, go. quite a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but, there's a lot wrong with a lot of the that's, that's for another, included. That, that, is, yeah. that is very true. Uh, I think we'll say that for another episode. But um, yeah, it was an interesting. Um, it was an interesting show. I had some friends that went out and saw it. I mean, look, let me just clarify: they didn't go out to see that. They just happened to be out there when it was going on. Um, but she was quite a. She's quite a big Star Lord fan or Chris Pratt fan. Um, and she found the Star Lords in this show. She saw it a couple of times. She found them a lot more uh, tolerable than mm. the ones they used to use for the meeting groups. Yeah, or meeting groups. Why do they call it a meeting group? 
a meet and Groot. What, what a missed opportunity, considering you, you had to meet Star-Lord and Baby Groot. Oh, I should be working for Disney yeah. marketing. Um, but yeah, she said she said that the Star-Lords generally were better um, than, than what they'd got there. So I think it's quite fun. I mean, it's something... Um, it's something it's different, different. Isn't it? yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Um, it, looked, it looked pretty upbeat and you know quite well done. I mean, it should be in Future World. I'm just putting it out there. It, there should be a a pop up stage somewhere in Future World. It, it shouldn't be in the American Pavilion, but yeah, that's just Disney, isn't it? Well, yes, yes, that's that's very true. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I think it will make more sense when the ride opens. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I mean, they. I, I don't think I've seen any more updates on that. Mm. I don't. Other, I don't than, right, yeah. other than the building is big. Yeah, yeah that's about it. And, and we've seen the vehicles. And we've seen a little bit of testing, but that's it. I don't think there's. I mean, I'm assuming they're probably going to aim for what next summer. Uh, if if Possibly. not the summer after, this is I mean, this well. Is Disney. It is taking an awful long time. I mean, I think I I think originally they wanted it out for the next Guardians, but considering mm. that that's got no, that's twenty twenty five, so they've got loads of time. <laughs> well, it probably is now. Yeah, it probably is now. That's probably how much time they've got to give James Gunn to uh, let the smoke clear before he can make his triumphant return. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the moment it's a little bit of an odd one to be stuck in Epcot, but it's something different, I suppose. So, mm. you know, and it seems to eat crowds. It always seems to be fairly popular. Or fairly yeah. busy. Well, so. I mean, it's replacing Voices of Liberty, which is hardly. Uh, I mean, I guess it, it appeals to the real um, patriot of America, but for most foreigners, I mean, I maybe I'm speaking just of myself, but they're not really for me, to be honest. The Voices of Liberty. So seeing the Guardians of the Galaxy dance to some tunes is much more engaging than um, seeing a band who are very talented. Don't get me wrong, but singing mm. Yankee Yankee Doodle, I, I don't really care. I, uh, I I don't know where to start, Ryan. Uh, you know, <laughs> two shows in, and I'm really not sure. I mean, you don't want to get me started on the American adventure, trust me. First, you know, we had the the, the social media spat the other day about the Rock being or not being a great actor, and now this, I'm I'm just really confused on what to do with the future. Um, so hey, I said they can sing. That is yeah. true. That is true. You didn't say the Rock could act, but you didn't say they could <laughs> sing. That's uh, true. Yeah, yeah, they can't really. Let's be honest. Um. Right, going over the Disney Springs, um, there was some shocking news. I mean, it, it shocked me to the core uh, to hear this news that uh, Ghirardelli was stopping free samples. Yes. Um, but uh, there's been a U-turn uh, today. Mm-hmm. Reports come out today that uh, they have returned for at least mm-hmm. a little while. It doesn't doesn't say that this is going to be uh, you know, a, an ongoing thing or, or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I think there's some light relief there for people um, that it is. Now, I, I almost cancelled my holiday, if I'm honest. Like the holiday <laughs> was off this year. We're going, we're going to SeaWorld and Universal instead. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, one of one of my favourite pastimes is, is see if I can change my appearance and go in like five times and get five samples from the same person. That's one of my favourite holiday games. It's like baseball cap on, baseball cap off, baseball cap backwards, hoodie with hood up, you know, hoodie with yeah. hood down. Getting, I, um, getting on I, your I wife's shoulders. Same, <laughs> I did the same last year. I w- walked in, grabbed one, 
walked out, went into um, World of Disney, walked back in. I was just going, oh, yeah, I'm not quite sure about the caramel ones. And she was mm-hmm. like, oh, would you like to try another one? Yes, I would. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, so try this on for size. Does anybody else look surprised when she offers it? As if you've just walked past and you, <laughs> yeah. and you didn't notice that she was there with that huge basket. Would you like a sample? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good news that they're coming back again. I mean, yeah, this... I mean, the thing is, I always spend like sixty dollars in in there on the pumpkin spice ones. So, you know, to give me a couple of free caramel ones, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, it is. I love Ghirardelli. Um I, I normally go in there to actually get a Sunday or something. Their Sundays are quite magnificent. Um, but I think it's just it's just been such a staple for so long. It just seemed a bit weird they'd stop doing it. And you would also yeah. think as well, you know, the reason why places do things like free samples is because it brings people in. Mm-hmm. Because if you eat something and you like it, you're probably going to buy it. I mean, of course, yep. I mean, it's not guaranteed. I mean, I reckon, you know, even if they had like a, a 10% success rate, it's still got to pay for itself. Well, I'll be honest with you. Um, I remember distinctly the, the first time I ever went in Gerardelli. It wasn't when I was a kid, it wasn't anything like that. It was only a few years ago, because I was just like, oh, some chocolate shop, we'll go and check that out. And I never tried anything Gerardelli before. Wasn't really particularly interested. Tried, I think it was the pumpkin spice one that they had when we went. Tried that, thought, oh, this is pretty good. Ended up buying some over the years and tried more and more. Had it not been for that free sample, I probably would never have paid 30, well, 20 to $30 for a bag of chocolate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it does work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so long, good to see them coming back. That's it. Long, long may it continue. Yeah. That's what I say. Um, did anyone see the uh, or read about the amazing news at Animal Kingdom the other day on the safari? Oh, yeah. Mid, mid safari. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for those of you listening going, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, a baby giraffe was born. A calf, to be exact. I didn't realise that's what a baby giraffe was called, but it is. It's a calf. Um, but yeah, just just while people were were on the uh, the safari, um, Kilimanjaro safaris, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. While I'm on that, a giraffe giving birth. Fantastic. Well, it is considering that you know how many times have you know you've probably gone on there and barely seen any animals doing anything of note, mm-hmm. and then you get to see one give birth. Yeah. Apart from the two lines meeting up on top of the rock, <laughs> and something. then in, in the video because I had a camcorder, and in, in the in the video you can hear in the background Heather, who was only probably about seven at the time, saying, "Look at those two lines, Mummy! Look what they're doing." <laughs> <laughs> we actually had we actually had an incident like that this evening when my daughter looked at the fish tank and went, "Mummy, why is that fish? What's that fish doing? He's looking really funny. Is he trying to like?" Do a trick or something. He was dead. Mm. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, but she was quite good about it, actually. To be fair. Um, but yeah, just I mean, what are the chances of seeing something like that? Oh, yeah. absolutely amazing to be on to, to be on that um, safari and seeing something like that is it's just incredible. Really, it's, it's not really something that even people that go and document um, giraffes in the wild get to see on a. Uh, on a regular basis, so it's uh, it must have been pretty amazing to see it. Absolutely, 
Yeah. I mean, the, the Jungle Cruise, I've decided, has got a lot to live up to. Because, you know, at least in the Kilimanjaro safaris, you get to see real animals. Yeah, I've never seen the giraffes on the Jungle Cruise giving birth. See? No, no I haven't either, no. A lot to live up to. Maybe when this yeah. Jungle Cruise movie comes out next year, mm. they might, you know, do some kind of re-theme or something. Oh, actually, one that's a good point. Might get an audio animatronic rock. If, if I, was say, I was literally going to say, if they do that, I'm never going on it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing I wanted to, to talk about, and I think this might tie into some of the conversation that we were having um, in, in group chats, is, um, and this is a restaurant we were talking about only a, f- a few months ago, um, but they've announced they're going to be discontinuing lunch. At mm. Sebastian's Bistro. Sebastian's, yeah. At the Caribbean Beach Club. Now, this was one of the restaurants yeah. that was part of the uh, the refurbishment they just finished off. It's just opened. Yeah. yeah. I sort of and rest- it's getting good reviews as well, strangely yeah. enough. Yeah. So it's, it's not that the restaurant itself is closing down. It's just no. that they're going to be stopping lunch service there. So does this reflect the fact that attendances are, are down? you got Surely to. Surely no one's at the hotel at lunchtime. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're you're probably right, but at the same time, and I think that's that's the, that's the obvious one is yes, surely guests are going to be um, at the parks if you're going to be at the hotel. But I think what you've got to consider as well is that sometimes you might want a lazy day. Yep. Sometimes you might not have park tickets because it's it's when we go to America um you know we normally get a package where if we're going for two or three weeks we get theme park tickets for that entire time but yeah. Americans don't tend to get the deals as good as we do in terms of cost so it could be that they might have a week booked at Pop Century but they are only you know only got three day park tickets for example um and i mean when the last time we went we had one day where um, I think we had dinner plans in the evening or something. So we just decided to have a lazy day around the pool. And so we just we just hung about the, the resort all day. Mm-hmm. We didn't even we could have gone to the parks, we just decided not to. Um so okay, that's not a lot of people, but it's just to say that there there will be people that will be hanging around. I mean anytime you go back to a resort, it's not dead. There's always no, people no, doing no, something. Um, and also as well, the other thing is you get guests there because they're checking out, but they might not be flying until, you know, or yep. might not be leaving until like four or five o'clock. So then they've gone back to the hotel and they'll probably go and get something to eat. So the fact that a restaurant that, as Mr. D said, has had good reviews, has, uh, you know, not been open very long, but is already reducing its hours, that's that's got to be a bit worrying, surely. I think it's a just, weird one, yeah. Hopefully, it's just temporary. I mean, there's there's a couple of things that I guess might influence. I was just thinking. So you still got construction going on around Caribbean Beach, and obviously you got the skyliner going in. So that might be, you know, encouraging people not to stay at the resort. And then you've got the Riviera um, Resort, which is which is still under construction. So there is quite a bit of construction going on around there, and. Uh, you know, I've certainly seen reports that, that some of it is a bit intrusive. And depending on where you are, there's there's been quite a bit of noise and, and and you know activity around the room. So so whether that's it and they're just you know kind of dumbing down the hours until things ramp up again, 
when Galaxy's Edge opens up because that's going to be that's obviously going to be a really popular resort going forward with all the work they've done in it with the Skyliner opening and and that hub being right there in Caribbean Beach um, you got to believe this is just a temporary thing I think it's a good point yeah I mean but I mean saying that when I was at Oki West mm. um, just popped into Olivia's Cafe mm-hmm. um, for lunch and there's like two tables in there yeah and you think, well, is it is it really profitable for Disney? I mean, to be fair, yeah. October time, it's not the busiest time of year, traditionally yeah. speaking. Yeah. But you think, is it profitable for Disney to open up when there's like mm. two tables at a restaurant that can serve, I don't know, maybe 300 people? Mm. It's, I don't know. So I, I, I can't understand, but I do agree as well with you. I think, you know, once the Skyline is finished, once Galaxy's yeah. Edge open, every hotel room in the resort, I think probably from Galaxy, Galaxy's Edge opening to the end of the 50th celebration is probably going to be near enough full. I think so. But the thing is as well, I mean, it's it's a valid point you saying, um, you know, if a restaurant's only got serving like two tables or something, it's not profitable. Well, absolutely. But that's lunch. They don't just mm-hmm. decide on lunch if it's making money. It will be yeah, the whole agreed. day. So as long as the evenings are busy. And so that to me suggests that just in general, it may not be doing quite as much business as they were expecting. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe just people aren't staying at Caribbean at the moment. They just yeah. don't want that. You know, there's plenty of other hotel rooms available, especially during January and February. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you stay unless you had to? Why would you stay at a resort that's got heavy construction? Exactly. Um, yeah. That's causing a lot of noise, especially during yeah. the hours. You're trying to enjoy your lunch, and you can hear construction outside. Yeah, that's right. And I don't know, I don't know what the prices are like January, February, but we did look at Caribbean Beach for when we go in October, and they had put the prices up already. You know, beyond because it used to be Caribbean Beach and Coronado Springs used to be the same price, and yeah. then when we tried to book it, uh, they jacked Caribbean Beach up. Um, can't remember how much it was now, but it was it was a couple hundred quid dearer than Coronado Springs, so we opted for Coronado Springs. So they're already anticipating that it's going to be a kind of moderate plus when it gets the uh, the Skyliner. The Coronado is going the same way. They're building mm. um, the, the huge tower. In That's there. right. Um, I love Coronado Springs. I think it's a great resort. Yeah, really yeah. good resort, and the restaurant there is amazing as well. What the um, the Maya Grill? that one I think it's the Maya Grill yeah they serve yeah. like a mix of like Mexican food and right because they're going to have this new restaurant in the middle of the lake that's right yeah in the called. tower yeah yeah well there, no there's going to be one in the tower but there's going to be one actually on an island in the middle of the lake it's nearly, yes you're right yeah really complete so there'll be quite a bit you know there'll be quite a lot of facilities there no, um, I mean it makes sense for them to do that at Coronado um, I think you've got all the people that go there for business yeah. that probably don't go to the parks or will be limited on where they, when they go to the parks yeah. and are more likely to eat eat dinner within the resorts yeah that's right it is a, I agree it's a really nice resort we, we've stayed there once and we thought it was great I just hope the tower thing doesn't doesn't spoil it but uh, we'll find out come October and speaking I don't think it will and speaking of the Skyliner, did did anyone see the uh, apparent test footage? Yes. Behind the walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks a little bit small to me. I mean, I, I, I honestly don't see the need of the entire system, if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, it all seems completely ridiculous when you think, why are you investing in this when your monorails are nearly killing people? Yeah. 
I, I mean, I agree. It's mental, isn't it? Like, how many complaints come in on, on Twitter? Yes, it's Twitter. But how many complaints come in on, on Twitter on almost a daily basis saying, the monorail's leaking on me, the doors are really dodgy, <laughs> you know, we, we've stopped in the monorail for 20 minutes. I mean, and you're building this brand new transportation system when one of your existing ones is falling apart. A glass window's just fallen on my head, yeah. Right, um, exactly, yeah. The door's falling off. <laughs> Which did happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's odd. I mean, the thing is as well, I mean, to me, like... The monorail is how I want to get into a Disney park. You know, most of us have to get the buses because we're saying at resorts that only have buses because we're not, um, you know, rich enough to stay at the uh, the monorail resorts. But you know, being able to get on a monorail is just futuristic and luxury, even though it's you know the technology of the future thirty years ago. Um, mm. There's still something about it, and I think it would have made more sense. And would have probably been better had they just extended the monorail and just spruced it up. It's cost, though, isn't it? It's horrendously expensive to build the monorail. But I mean, surely, I mean, the Skyline can't have been that cheap. Well, it's it, it's got to be cheaper because you know, okay, there are, there are lots of pylons, but well, the monorail you've got to build that continuous track, and you're building it on essentially swampland, right? Mm. So. With the pylons, you know, and then in between it, it's, it's steel cable. So it's got to be a cheaper system to run and to build. Must be. I mean, they wouldn't be doing it otherwise, I think. And then if it allows them to take buses off the road. I don't be, think that would allow them to days. take buses off the road at all. No. I, don't think it would, I don't think it would allow them to take buses away. I think it will allow them to reduce buses. I don't know. I, I'd be interested because I, I think that was, you know, obviously that's that plan but mm-hmm. i don't know i mean if if the rumors of them being well the, i think we've seen evidence that they're not air conditioned mm-hmm. what person in their right mind is going on that transportation system between the months of april and november mm-hmm. yeah. i don't know i don't know i mean i'm keen to go on one i, I you know i do want to see it see what see in action and i think it's going to be mm-hmm. open in the time late this year isn't it yeah, yeah. Don't so, know exactly when. Don't know if it's all going to be open. I think there was a theory that, that they may have some of it open, but I think the leg gone into Epcot um, yeah. because of the Ratatouille raid. Don't know if that piece will be open. Ah, uh, yeah, good point. But, yeah. I mean, but, there's certainly. I mean, they're already testing some of it, so I think yeah. you're probably looking early fall for for some of it. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like. Mm. Yeah, me too. It's it's like look at Disneyland's monorail system. Yeah. How amazing that looks! And you look at Disney World, and it's like, oh, come on, come on, Bob, let's yeah. invest in the monorails. Come on, Uncle spend Bob. Spend some of your, spend some of your money. Yeah. Spend some of your hard-earned. Eighty-five percent. Come on, give it to the monorails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the only news from the parks that I wanted to bring up. Was there anything that uh, anyone else wanted to bring up just about the parks? couple of bits i mean uh, well when you say parks you mean resorts and parks yeah resorts uh, and parks yeah yeah so i mean the we talked about coronados not coronado springs we talked about caribbean beach but mm. uh, did you did you notice that the um they've started taking reservations for the new riviera resort this month or, or will be taking reservations for the riviera resort this month i will be honest and say no yeah no, i didn't know that either so that's you know that's that's getting close um, and on the universal front, they're actually taking, or they're actually have got prices now for the endless summer 
resort as well. But uh, sticking with Disney, the other thing is, and this is relevant to when to when we're going to be there. They've just announced the dates for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. <laughs> just announced just dates. First of January and finishes on the very of December. <laughs> It's running for 285 nights. No, it's not. That's a slight exaggeration. But it's only, only slight, though. Yeah, only slight. I actually starts on the 16th of October. Uh, sorry, 16th of August. <laughs> should be the 16th of October. Be, yeah. 16th of August. And runs through to the 1st of November. So not only does it start a full two and a half months before Halloween, but they're not creeping it into November. Um... Having said that, we are going to go this year. We've decided. We haven't, we haven't been for a few years, so we're going to do Halloween Horror Nights and Mickey's Not So Scary. Yeah, we're doing the same in our trip as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 absolutely mental yeah, that they're so selling yeah. the tickets in January. Yeah. I'd, I'd love oh. to see the amount of people that have booked the tickets already. Because yeah. um, everyone complains about it, but I'm booking mine on Friday, so... Yeah. We're <laughs> you, know, be- you just tick it off, don't you? you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you get some of that budget out of the way and enables you to save money for the next big thing that's being released. So in my case, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I, think, I think that's the thing, isn't it, really? It's by... I mean, we all laughed when they put the tickets on sale last week. But as you say, and as we've talked about before, these ticketed events, especially the Disney ones, like Mickey's Not So Scary and Christmas Party... They are expensive, you know. Yeah. Some of those nights are almost a hundred dollars per person. Over a hundred dollars. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And so the thing is, if you can buy those now, if you can buy those in advance, it's not buying them before it inevitably sells out because very few nights do. But it's I've got the money now. If I spend it now, I'll have more money towards the holiday. Whilst if you yeah. leave it nearer, that's just another thing you've got to pay out for. So I I kind of see the sense of it. I just think it is just so early. You know, we mm. we barely got Christmas out of the way. Yeah. Well, don't you know? Now you mentioned Christmas. There's no doubt that um, very merry Christmas. We're going to be on sale next week. I expect. Oh yeah. It's only a yeah, week well, after Halloween ends. It is. Well, we yeah. were there two years well, ago. Days. We we were there for both. We didn't go to both parties. We but we could have done. Uh, we we straddled the. Uh, Mickey's not so scary and the very merry. Yeah, that's so what we purposely booked our honeymoon, so we're over there for three weeks mm-hmm. um, from the 26th of October onwards, so, so we can go to both. Yeah, um, which is great. But but I mean, not so scary is a is ten times the event that very merry Christmas is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Mm, so there you go, on sale now. And was there was there anything else that, that piqued your fancy, or was that it? I had something. If you finished, That's, yeah, go for it, right? Yeah, um, I don't know if we were talking about this later, but the new Incredibles area in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I, I don't. I've got to be honest. I don't know much about this, so I'm quite interested to to hear a bit more. Yeah. Well, have have a look. Have a look at it after the uh, after we recorded. Because if I'm being honest, there isn't much to see. It's a classic example of Disney just filling a space 
mm. and making a big thing of of nothing. Yes, you, you know you can meet the Incredibles, you can have a bit of a dance with them, which is great. I, I guess I guess for kids, but I mean they could have put a, a Pixar ride in that place if they wanted to. They should have put a Pixar ride in that place. Um, and I think when I'm looking at what they've done to that area, it's just a bit lazy. Do you think it's just a fill-in? Just again, just to just to I, sort of fill fill a gap because they're doing the Lightning McQueen thing as well, aren't they? Yeah, I think it's to get people into Hollywood Studios over yeah. the summer, yeah. and then once Star Wars opens, we'll never see anything of that area again. I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's or, all or it'll be an Incredibles meet and greet forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like a stopgap. Yeah, exactly right. And to be honest, I've said it before, but Toy Story Land seems like a stopgap as well. It's definitely been made on the cheap mm. it's uh it, it's funny because the the sound of it reminds me a little bit of the the little monsters inc bit they have in paris <laughs> in the studios <laughs> where they just have like the wall and uh, something you were supposed to scream into that which does nothing hasn't yeah. hasn't worked since about 2005 and the occasional meet with sully yep um, they, used to, like that, yeah. Yeah. they used to have that in Hollywood Studios, didn't they? They, up, they, they did, yeah. By ABC Commissary, just opposite. That's right. Yeah, it's very similar. Si- wasn't it? Yeah, very similar. It's 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 very similar to that. It's very mm. similar to that in Paris, except theirs is still there. Um, but yeah, again, it just feels like oh, there's a bit of a blank space. Let's stick something in it and not put too much effort into it. Yeah, um, I mean, they've been doing that for years at Hollywood Studios. I mean, I remember when they added the. The frozen, um, I forget what they called it, but it was basically the guy's um, shack from the film. Oh, yeah, uh, Onkens. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They added that in over over the summer. And it was a bit like, and then they put in the Olaf meet and greet as well. Completely unnecessary. Um, it was amazing because I walked in and shouted, Yoo-hoo! And <laughs> every cast member did set it back. Um, it must have been in their contract. Yeah. Um, but that was a great experience. But other than that, like it was totally pointless. And it's exactly the same with the Incredibles. I mean, they've missed it by a year, but mm. there we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. Well, as you say, it's a cheap edition done to just fill a bit of a space, and we probably won't have to watch it for very long. So, yeah, I suppose that that might be the only upside to it. Um, but was that it from you on parts, Ryan? I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, let's go and have a look at the latest general Disney news. The Diz After Dark general news is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. For all things Halloween Horror Nights at both Hollywood and Orlando, visit HHNUnofficial.com. So, uh, I think we need to start where we kind of left off last week, really. Um, or last episode, shall I say. Because last week, we did a mini-episode, for those that haven't seen on the feed, uh, about the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Um, but the last episode, this After Dark, full one, we talked about Mary Poppins Returns. And since the episode's come out, a video's gone viral from the film, and also some, some news from that front as well. So... Uh, has anyone has everyone seen the video of uh, the bath? Yeah, I mean it's brilliant, isn't it? It it, it is, yeah, it, it is good, yeah. I mean, when I, to be honest, like 
when I saw the, the, the headline, Emily Blunt Bath, it's not quite what I expected. But, um, <laughs> nevertheless, I was impressed. It was, I, I just think, I think too often we watch films and just assume it's going to be some kind of special effect. So the fact that they actually built a rig to actually enable um, all the actors, because it wasn't just Emily Blunt, but the kids as well, to all um, dive down that slide. Uh, really you know, cool. Yeah. Really. And it made me appreciate the film a bit more because I've, I'm just a sucker for practical effects. And, you know, it's quite smart. You know, mm. to, to come up with how we're going to do that and make it look like they did, that's, that's, quite, that's quite creative. So... Yeah. Yeah, it made me appreciate that a little bit more. Um, but the other thing about Mary Poppins Returns is um, that I've, from various sources that they are working on a sequel. Ugh. Now, it doesn't mean it's been greenlit, um, but they are working on a sequel. Uh, we know how Ryan feels. We just heard an audible. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with that. I, I mean, I, I'm not completely against the idea... I just think they left it in such a lovely way that if they make a sequel, it can't involve the Banks family unless absolutely. they advance it another 30 years. No, mm. abs- absolutely not. And I think the the thing is, um, the Mary Poppins books don't all evolve around the Banks family either. Okay. So that I don't think is a problem. And I think you need to... Uh, I think if you did another film and they were in it for more than just a cameo, then... No, completely the wrong thing to do. Um, because how many times you want to dip your will? I mean, a lot of people, you know, and we thought about it had that kind of Star Wars Episode Seven thing where it was it, at times a bit of a greatest hits of the first film and then the homages and stuff like that. So you can't keep going back to the same characters in another sad situation or, you know. So no, it, it would have to be something new. Um, I think we would probably see... Well, we'd definitely see Emily Blunt come back. Um, yeah. But I would imagine most of the supporting cast would probably not be there. Um, you know, maybe Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't know. No, let's get someone British in. Well, no, I know, I know how you feel. I'm just trying to think of, like, who they might keep or might be to able be to fair, keep. To be fair, no, I think the more I've listened to the soundtrack, the more, you know, his songs have definitely stayed with me the most, for sure. I didn't uh, realise. I could see him. I could see him coming back. I didn't realise that he wrote as many songs for Moana as he did. Yeah, he did nearly all of them. I thought he only wrote a couple of them, but he actually ended up writing most of them, including the one for um, I can't remember what the crabs the crabs called, but that oh, giant that song's terrible. No, it's brilliant. Why is it terrible? No, I, 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 I it's the the only song of the whole film I hate. I th- I think the reason why I like it is shiny, isn't it? Yes. Isn't it shiny? Yeah. I think the reason why I like it so much is because I like like the Concords and I especially like their parodies of David Bowie and that is clearly what that's based on. Okay. So I have I mean if you take it out of the context of everything then yeah I can completely understand why you'd feel like that but because of of their oh, sorry one of the flight of the Concords previous work that's why I I like that song. That makes sense. But uh, yeah, in, in context, I can I can totally get it. It's probably the weakest song in the film. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the the box office. 
it's it's not been awful. I think I expect it to do a bit better in America than it has done. It's had very strong competition, um, but it's done uh, with what about three, four weeks now? It's been out. It's done f- just over three hundred million worldwide. Mm. It's nothing to be sniffed at, especially as we've talked about Disney's movie output recently, their live action films. Um, you know, I think it, it's done pretty well. And I think if it gets a few Oscar nominations this week, then you might see a little bit of a resurgence for it as well. Oh, and you know, 100%. I would much rather see another Mary Poppins sequel than The Lion King. Interesting. You know, I, I don't want to see The Lion King remade shot for shot in CGI. I'm not interested. I'd rather see something new. Yes, it's still a sequel, and but that's the way that the film industry is. Mm. And I'd much rather see something new than Disney keep remaking the stuff that I've seen as a kid um, mm. worse, than, worse than I remember it. Yeah. That is what some people said about Poppins. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I may have said that about Poppins. Yeah, I think you might have done. <laughs> um, the other thing that um, I wanted to point out that's kind of Disney-related, uh, really, is that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse um, has now made $160 million in America. And it's only nine million shy of becoming Sony Animation's highest-grossing domestic release of all time. So, uh, which means it's going to be Hotel Transylvania too. Seriously, they have an audience. I mean, unbelievable. If you've not seen this film, go and see it. It's it's one of the best animated films. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are we are we talking about Hotel Transylvania too? Are we talking about Spider Verse? <laughs> I think we know. That I'm talking about Hotel Transylvania too. <laughs> boogaloo, electric boogaloo. I wish it was. Might have been better that way. Um, yeah, it, it's an amazing film. And I don't, Mister, you've still not seen it, have you? Well, no, because uh, I'm surprised really because it, it it wasn't in our world of cine. Um, in the evenings for very long I tried to go and see it um, and the last showing was like 4.30 or 4.20 or something like that so unless I was willing to go during the day on a weekend which doesn't really work for me so um, now it's um, it's uh, when it comes on DVD I'm afraid because yeah. I think it's gone I think I think you'll you might see a little bit of a resurgence for it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm watching up for um, it in case it does. Yeah, but I think as the school holidays come out again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although although Santa, it's very packed because we've got uh, House Train and Dragon two coming out and mm. the Lego Movie two. Yeah. Oh, sorry, House Train and Dragon three, the threequel and the Lego Movie two Electric Boogaloo. So, um, mm. space might be a bit more limited, but I think. it's still doing well it's still doing good business Mm -hmm. Um, it's had longevity I mean it's uh, when I was looking at the the chart for for this week it's uh, still charting higher in America than Mary Poppins is Mm. still in the top 5 Mary Poppins is now 8th so you know it's held on incredibly well Um, I would be surprised if a lot of that is people going to see it again I mean I would gladly go back and see it it's it really is that good. Yeah. Well, I, I saw it twice, and I, I wish I'd seen it uh, a third, um, mm-hmm. to be honest. The other night, I went to see Stan and Laurel, and uh, I fell asleep. So oh, I, really? Yeah. Yeah? That was, in my defence, and in the film's defence, um, really more than mine, I was... I, I'd had quite a few to drink, and I was <laughs> after midnight. 
Um, so it, it wasn't really the right time. So I fell asleep about an hour in. I just, it was very slow. And I think if it was on Sunday night on, on the BBC, I'd have been quite happy to watch it. But yeah. Yeah, so I've heard good things about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Um, but I went to see Glass at the weekend. I don't know if it's a Disney podcast, but uh, I wish I'd fell asleep. Well, it's, oh, really? it, it's a, it's a beautiful release in, yeah. in the UK. So, but uh, it didn't, it didn't shatter your world. It did not. Oh, no. dear. Oh, dear. Well, I will see it at some point, but not not mm-hmm. right now. Um, but was there anything uh, else from outside of the parks that anyone had, had wanted to, to bring up? Uh, I did have a little bit of a titter when, uh, when I saw the name of the new booth that's opening up in Disney Springs. Did you see that one? No. no. I think they've done their international language research properly because they've opened up a booth called the spunky stork <laughs> wow <laughs> wow I don't think you're going to get too many and it sells like baby clothes and stuff like that I don't think you're going to get okay. too many too many British people buying walking around with that carrier bag so hang on the spunky stork yeah and it says organic clothing I think it should have been orgasmic but it's <laughs> organic <laughs> Mr Lucas will probably go there just to get a carrier bag I would imagine oh he will last them. They can make him a t-shirt in his size, yeah, or or stitch about six of them together. Yeah, he's a tall, he's a tall lad. <laughs> um, that is quite, that is quite something. I've never, never heard of that chain before. Yeah, Fair that's me. amazing. Yeah, I did, um, I did see as well that um, that they're opening up a new garage or garage at Disney Springs called Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Mm. What, like a like a filling station, that kind of garage, or no, uh, parking, parking. Pa- oh, parking. So you know, oh, you know, right, like where yeah. they put those new, um, you know, sort the the um, what surface surface parking, wasn't it? And and yeah. then you've got the what we would refer to as a multi-story, yeah, uh, car park. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah. The, the new mm. one of those is called Grapefruit because they like to call them fruity stuff. Mm. So, well, some people do like to get a bit fruity in a car park. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, and if they've been shopping at the uh, the, uh, the <laughs> spunky stalk, uh, it, maybe it's because of that yeah. behavior. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's a good, good, uh, good synergy. Good synergy. Mm. Um, was there was there anything from yourself, Ryan, that you you wanted to bring up? No, I don't think so. I think the other thing was obviously this week, or um, I guess last week, we saw the start of the. Festival of the Arts at Epcot, which I still really want to get over to see, but it's not quite enough to bring me into um, Disney again over in Florida at that time of year. Hmm. It looks great, and the problem is now, I guess it's not a problem, but there's almost, maybe I don't know, is there maybe five or six weeks of the year where we haven't got food booths around World Showcase? Yeah, about that, it's yeah. Summer, basically. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're, they're going to have the Festival Festival soon, which just fills in those gaps. <laughs> the, yeah. the festival, of, festivals. Of, all of our festivals. Yeah, <laughs> it does seem to never end. You're right. I, I did. Um, yeah, I, I, I know Flower and Garden. They're, they're going to be doing some Toy Story Four stuff as their synergy for this year. But uh, yeah, it it does seem to be that just like parties never seem to end, uh, neither the festivals. Festivals yeah. is like the DFS South of Disney parties, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> pretty is, much. Yeah. If you if you missed out on one, there'll be another one along. Very soon. Yeah. You won't have to miss out for too long. Um, <laughs> I suppose 
we we've kind of ignored the elephant in the room, not intentionally. And this is this this bit here is supposed to be Disney news uh, from outside of the parks. Um, so I suppose we should kind of mention uh, Mr. Iger's pay rise. Oh, well, we did touch on it. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, I know you've shown a lot of interest in in Mr. Iger of late. You talked about it over on the Theme Park Trader. Yes. Uh, and and his long uh, missed Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. sure we'll I'm sure we'll see a new one of those very soon. Um, say no more. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the news this week really uh, has been focused on just how much money he's now getting. Mm. So, so uh, what was the what was the increase in his bonus? Is it like eighty five percent? Yeah, eighty five percent. I don't know how he's going to live on that. No. He's obviously just going to have to cut back, going to have to economise. And, and what does that what does that bring his wages up to now? Was it sixty three? It's it was an insane amount. Yeah, like, yeah. But the thing is, like, I'm not being funny. But he is working, you know, fair play to the guy. You know, he shouldn't be on that much, no way. But he's working a lot, right? He's probably working from, say, let's guess around 8am to to late every day. How mm. can you enjoy that money? <laughs> like, you're doing nothing with that money. Well, that's it, exactly. Um, I, I, it's Craig who kind of brings that saying up about you've got to value your time you more than to. just your money. Um and and that's it. You know, you could earn all the money in the world, and he pretty much is. Um, but when does he get a chance to actually enjoy it? Um, I don't know. You know, Netflix obviously isn't cheap, so maybe he, he just has lots and lots of Netflix accounts for his friends and family. But he's doing lots of research for Disney Plus. That's what he's been doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By my calculation, he's on twenty seven thousand six hundred and fifty nine dollars and fifty seven cents an hour. Bloody hell. Just a little bit more than the minimum wage. I wish uh, I wish that's what this podcast got, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's I mean, what you promised me. Why the hell am I here? Uh, Craig. Check, Craig. Check's in the post, right? Yeah, yeah, Craig's sorting all that out. Um, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, it's, it's an insane amount of money, but then you've got to look at how much money Disney make and someone's in charge of all of that. Oh, completely. You know, you know what? If 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 you remove to some of the issues that are impacting that company, um, I I wouldn't have any issues with him having that much taking that money home. The issues are, look at how much he's paying his staff, and I think if quite comfortably his staff were earning, let's say five, to, you know, two three times more than minimum wage, and he was taking an additional eighty five percent. You know what? I think we'd all be like, you know what? Fair enough. You're the CEO. Look what you've done. You bought Pixar, Star Wars, uh, well, Lucas, Lucas, and um, Marvel, to name a few things that he's done when he's been CEO. But your staff are suffering on minimum wage. Um, some will say the parts are going downhill. They're not as clean as they used to be. All this kind of thing. And you think, oh, I don't know. Maybe if it was me, I'd, I'd maybe give forty. 20% away and go, let's raise the minimum wage for people working in our theme parks? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, I think I think that's that's right. I mean, whilst you can try and justify, and I did, you know, try and justify it by how much money Disney actually makes, you know, each year and he's running that, he's making sure that they make that money. At the same time, it's just such an obscene amount of money 
you know, he makes more in an hour than most people make in a year. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, when you look at it like that, it is just absolutely obscene. And when you've got, you mentioned the cast members, when you've got cast members that have to sleep in cars because they don't make enough money to pay rent, there's something wrong. Right. I mean, how can, how can any cast member who's having to do that respect someone like Bob Iger? Mm. And you know what? I think a company's success is built on that respect. And you can see the parks under his um, tenure have suffered. You can see it. Mm. Um, and I think we've talked about this before, but I hope that the next, you know, as much as I lo- I do really respect Bob Iger, I think he's done some great things for Disney, but I hope that, that someone else, when someone does replace him, has a love for not only the animation and, and the live action films, but also the theme parks and, and really solves that cast member problem that they've got because it's it's not right that anyone should be having to do that when they're trying to bring happiness to people attending the theme park. So that's, that's just not fair. No, I completely agree. Yeah. And nobody asks, nobody is really sitting him in, in an interview and asking him those questions. Um, that they'll be like, oh, you know, talk to us about how you've all the great purchases you bought, and no one's going. Well, hold on a second. How can you comfortably sit and take this money when um, Dave over here has been living in his car with his family, and he's how can he bring smiles to children every day when you're forcing him to do this? And yes, you could say, well, he doesn't have to work for Disney, but it's not always that simple. Well, no, of course it's not, and it, it shouldn't have to. Be, that shouldn't be the choice, you know. There should be a balance of it. And we're not talking about people being, um, you know, earning great money. We're talking about earning people earning enough money to live. There's yeah. a big difference between those Massive two things. So, yeah. you know, that's what it really uh, comes down to, I think, for me. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, on the one hand, like you say, he's made some amazing decisions. He's brought some, uh, you know, some brands into Disney that will make the money for years to come. He's, you know made this Fox merger happen or, you know, just, just about to be finalized. Um, you know, he's done all these amazing things, but the theme parts is definitely something that's been neglected. Um, the only thing really of note under his tenure, um, I wouldn't even argue star Wars land. I'd say is the expansion over at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Um, and Shanghai, I think was at the start of his reign. Yeah, I think he put the decision in for for Shanghai. Yeah, but I mean, again, that wasn't really done. Of course, everything's done from a business perspective, but he saw the opportunity there, as would any businessman. But I think it's it's neglecting the the parks that exist. Um, and Disneyland Paris was at the, it was reaching its point where if it didn't get something like that, they'd go back into the red. Hmm. Yeah, which it only just got out of. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean that park obviously had its its issues for a long time, but um, yeah, I, I I think it would just be nice because I think the one thing that I think has become apparent over these last you know few years is I I really feel that Universal's catching up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, in, yeah. In terms of competition, it was always always a distant second. Um, but now I feel it's really, and yeah, I mean, the the quality and variety of the rides are not the same, and obviously the size of the parts aren't the same. But there's things that it does excel at, like queues. 
yep. and how busy it is mm-hmm. and the cost. Yep. Um, and they're things that I think people are really starting to notice. Um, I, yeah, completely. Uh, and I do believe if if um, if if Nintendo if Universal do bring in a significant Nintendo presence in this rumored third third park, um, yes, Disney is still going to have Star Wars. But they, I do think they'll be underestimating just how many people will go to to see Nintendo, and and I have to say, more more now than ever, I have been as equally as excited to go to Universal than I have been to go to Disney. Which, if you'd asked me that ten years ago, I certainly wouldn't have said that. Mm. No, completely that's, agree. That's good, though. Isn't it? I mean, that's good for that's good for oh, your average punter. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I was just saying. I mean. Just if Disney are listening, I'll do it for half. That's all I'm saying. I'll do, I'll do it, it for, for a quarter. For, yeah. Okay. I'll do it for free. Just give me some shares. <laughs> any any advance on shares? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, was there anything else uh, about this, or I'm going to attempt a final segment? I know Mr. D's got to to jump off. He's yeah. probably the, the wisest man on this podcast, if I'm honest, uh, with what's coming up next. So I'm looking look forward to listening back, but yeah, sorry, I do have to, to disappear, but hey, give it, uh, give it a large neck. I'll, I'll try my best, sir. I'll try my best. Uh, right. See you on the next episode, Mr. D. Adios. See yeah. you guys. Mm. And then there were two. Well, there will be two just a, a second when he drops off. Um, it's dangerous leaving us too to do this bit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, so this is uh, well. You be the judge. It, it's kind of a new segment, but um, yeah, you, you be the judge. Um, so, so this is called uh, things that make you go. Um, it's a working title, uh, but this is kind of spun off from um, something I used to do a long time ago. Long time listeners of this podcast, which is I used to get on a soapbox and I used to rant about things, and uh, and I thought it, it's kind of time to bring something like that back, but. To me, Soap Dishes Soapbox as a segment felt very uh, exclusive to me. And I wanted to open this up to the rest of the team. Now, of course, it's only me and Ryan left on this week's episode, so it's not the biggest team uh, this week. Um, but I want this to be a feature for everybody. So it's not a soapbox, it's more like a step stool, an angry step stool that you can, you know, stand upon uh, and just vent your anger about things, whether they're happening now, whether they're happening in the past, or if it's something like we've talked about tonight, something that's going to happen in the future. Um, so, so Ryan, as the first kind of uh, person to be here when we're attempting this, is there anything that's kind of getting your goat at the moment, or that you wanted to yeah. bring up? Yeah, I mean, there's several things. Oh, as excellent. Always. As always, I mean, I I can, uh, can, can run until the, the cows come home, but I think the first thing that I wanted to talk about was people saying that my Disney experience is shit. Um, it really annoys me because do you remember what it was like before this service existed? 
And you, you know what? They they do need to invest in perhaps a few more servers or a bit more of an in- infrastructure. But look at the parks that don't have it. Disneyland Paris, Disneyland, any well, any other resort outside of Walt Disney World. And you know what? For someone that's traveling from the UK into um, Disney World and who likes planning and who likes doing everything beforehand and likes playing my restaurants, my fast passes, all of that kind of thing, it works incredibly well 95% of the time. And all I see on Twitter is people going, oh, it won't let me change my fast pass. Oh, no. It's like, yeah, but do you remember what happened when you had to run to Soarin at 8.59 and crowd around five fast pass machines with about 3,000 other people trying to get that fast pass time? And then you ended up getting one at, like, say, six o'clock when it's right in between when you're supposed to be having dinner. Um the times have changed I think they've got better and for me um, that's something that it annoys me <laughs> well yeah because I mean the thing is I mean, I've, I've yet to use this so the last time I went we were still on paper fast passes which ages me obviously not not massively they, it's not like they, they stopped doing them 20 years ago but still um, but uh, yeah I hear very mixed things about it and I think like you say when it works and when you get what you want it probably is an amazing system. It's when you don't get the things that you want. And I think the fear that I have personally, again, this is someone that's not had to use it yet, but the fear I have about this as the new way of, of organising things is if I don't get my flight of passage fast pass for any day I'm there in, in a three-week break, that's going to really upset me. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's that that's where it is for some people, and we're lucky in uh, again because we're from the UK. Normally, we would go for a two or three week vacation. Um, yep. American listeners don't generally go for as long as that. They might only be going for you know four or five days, maybe like a week. So their time's even more precious than ours is. Hundred percent. So. I think that 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 to me is the, the kind of worry and fear that I have with the system. But you've obviously had very good experiences with it. Oh, there's been time where there's been times where I've been incredibly frustrated with. Every year, I'm like, how how do I do this again? Like, I mean, they clearly need. I mean, I work in digital. They need someone from a, a UX user experience background. I'm sure they've got a whole team, but they need someone that knows what they're doing to come in there and just start again. For sure, they need that. But for what it does, and what it's trying to do, I think it works incredibly well. And from from someone based in the UK trying to plan a three week trip, it's it's the best thing out there. Um, I think um, it's maybe a few people that would like to go back to the old system, and you know that worked that worked great. It was you know it worked for what it was. But I think now it's it's a case of. I can I can look and see what times are available. You know what I can do it on the fly as well. If I'm on, if I'm like thinking, oh, actually maybe I don't want that reservation in a in a couple of days time when I'm out there, I can go in and I can cancel most of the time. You know, ninety nine percent of the time I can go in, I can cancel it, I can swap it out for something that I want rather than having to talk to someone at guest relations, which you know what takes time out of my day. Mm. I, I I can just sit there when I'm queuing for test track or whatever and change my reservation without having to talk to a single person. And that for me is brilliant. I don't want to take out, you know, I don't want to queue it, sit in guest relations for 
half hour of my you know my day a, a day at disney is is expensive and i don't want to be wasting my time there so well, for, for me to be able to do that it's great yeah and i mean the thing is i mean i think when they first on a separate note oh look it's me i'm going on a tangent but when they first brought them in you know i didn't like the thought of a uh cashierless uh checkout mm. like you know i like uh i don't like queuing but i like the fact that someone's putting my shopping through uh you know the teal and there might be a little bit of conversation or something there's just a human element to it now i get annoyed if i if there's too big a queue for the self-scan checkout yeah yeah because i just want to get it done and get out so i completely understand so i suppose my question here to you for someone who who really likes the system it's factor out the expense because we know it costs a lot of money and everything like that and it's probably the main reason why but why has, has this not been rolled out on a global scale considering that they're trying to make their parks more pardon the pun universal yeah, I mean, I think I, th- I had a conversation with someone, and I can't remember who it was, so I apologise if you're listening. But I have a feeling Disneyland Paris, it's to do with the um, the law in France on companies holding people's personal information. Right. And uh, uh, privacy policy and all that kind of uh, boring stuff that no one really actually gives a damn about because you know what? If you've got an iPhone or an Android phone, then then Apple and Google know everything that you do. Whether you say yes to it or oh, not. Oh God! You know. <laughs> oh God! I think I might need no identity. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way the world is. Um, but I, I have a feeling that's the reason it's not rolled out to Disneyland Paris. Mm. Now, why it's not rolled out to California, I I have no idea. Other than maybe it's an expensive thing because it clearly works. And also, they bring out a magic band. Oh, it's Friday. Um, let's let's pick out you know Figaro. He, he, it's Figaro Friday. Here's a here's a magic band for him. Uh, it's my least favourite Friday of the year, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's a 500 limited edition magic band. Oh, and they're gone. Yeah, you know they sell these in the thousands every day. There's no way that they're not profitable in this system, um, and that there's no way that this system hasn't sold way more merchandise um, than having, say, an iPhone case with the old FastPass design on it. Um, so I don't know why they've not rolled it out to the other US parks, um, and even and even like say Japan and, and China. I'm not sure as to why. I'm sure there must be a reason, but for, from the outside view, it's other than the, the few technical problems that you know systems go down. That happens all the time. It's like broadband over here that goes mm. down every now and again. It happens. Um, I don't understand it. I, don't, I just don't get why they've not rolled it out because when you go to the other parks. And you're so used to this new modern system, it doesn't it doesn't feel it doesn't feel right. It's like I, I want to be able to do this on my phone. I don't want to have to talk to people. I don't have to go and get in a queue for a fast pass and then go all the way to the other side of the park to get another one. Yeah, it's I mean because well we've talked about it on here before um, at PR pre Ryan um, and Disneyland has uh, expressed uh, sorry Max Pass yeah. And Disneyland Paris have, 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 you know, recently just launched their own, um, you know, kind of uh, prestige fast pass, I want to say, or exclusive fast pass where you pay a premium and there's different tiers. And depending on what tier you get, you can get unlimited rides on, on all fast pass attractions that day and you get straight to the front. So, 
that's a way of of doing it. But both of those systems cost money. Yeah. So my Disney experience obviously is included in your holiday, um, but both of those are upcharges. Now, at Max Pass is something stupid, like I want to say $20 a day or something stupid. It's not particularly expensive. The Disneyland Paris ones are. Um, the top tier is about 100, 100 euros, 100, 100 and, might be 120 euros actually for the, the top pass per person per day. So that really increases the cost of your holiday, but there's no queuing yeah. for anything with a fast pass. So, um, you know, maybe it's just because they're hedging, you know, they've, they've invested in this system in Orlando but rather than roll it out, they're just seeing what they think works the best or, I suppose more importantly, what makes them the most money. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense from a business perspective, for sure. Um, and the, the, there are still teething issues in the system that is maybe, what, five or six years old now? Mm. Um, which there shouldn't be. But then they keep badging stuff on, into it on a system that they clearly haven't upgraded, you know, that that kind of thing but you have amazing new features like the mobile ordering fantastic like mm. brilliant genius like i don't want to be queuing for 20 minutes during um you know rush to the rush lunch um waiting to order my food i'll just do it on my phone and just pick it up it's brilliant but things like that really add to having more time in the parks and i get the opposite side of it you know actually this is part of my experience i want to be doing this um but for me like I want to be doing the rides or, you know, if I want to be enjoying my food, I want to be enjoying my food. I'd, I'd gladly take two hours to eat a quick service meal, let's say, and just enjoy the sights and sounds of Main Street. But I don't want to be sitting, standing in a queue in Casey's Corner for, I've, I've stood there before for like half an hour. And it's like, really? Like, that's that's an expensive half an hour. Yeah, of course it is. And, and for adequate food as well. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, that's interesting. I've got my own ideas about what I think. I think what I think the perfect solution could be, but we'll save that for another show. Because uh, I want to hear your next next thing that's uh, that's peed you off. Yeah. So the other main thing I wanted to talk about because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep coming up with these. I think for future episodes. But the other one I wanted to talk about today was just Disney's, and this probably comes from um, the the double Bob is the. Um, <laughs> It's Captain just Marvel a, Land, or <laughs> the Captain Marvel Land? No, it's just them reusing the same attraction in every in every Disney park now. Mm. Um, yes, you still get some originality, but I think for the for the best best part, there are so many uh, attractions coming to to Walt Disney World and have done over the last few years that you can find in other Disney parks. And I know that, and the same, and vice versa for the other parks as well. And I, I get the argument. You know, someone that goes to, to to Paris may never go to Disney World, or someone that goes to California may never go to to Shanghai. Someone that goes to Magic Kingdom in Disney World will never see Tron in in Shanghai, and I and I get it. But at the same time, there is for me an element of laziness to it that we didn't used to see from Disney Imagineering past. I I completely agree. Um, the one exception to that for me is uh, the Mickey ride that's going into Hollywood Studios, which looks like it's going to be... Has it been confirmed for Disneyland? Uh, yes, it has, I think, yeah. And it's been heavily rumoured for Disneyland Paris, but that isn't confirmed yet. But I thought Disneyland was confirmed. Um, 
is it Mickey's Runaway? It's not Mickey's Runaway. Runa, Mickey's Runaway Train, is it? It's run, is it Runaway Runaway Railway? It's, it could be difficult for someone yeah, to say. I think it's it's very difficult for me to say. Um, and the only reason I give that attraction a pass is because there is a real lack of Mickey themed attractions, considering yeah, he is the mascot. So with that, uh, as long as it's not exactly the same and they do something a little bit different with it, then I'm I'm cool with that because I think the parks should do. But I, I completely agree. I think when Shanghai opened, what made that park uh, really stand out was it had a castle like you never saw anywhere else. Yeah. And a concept that had never been done anywhere else. You got absolutely brand spanking new attractions in things like Tron. And even yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, which obviously Pirates is at the other parts. I mean, yeah, that as much as I love Pirates if I heard that they were going to close one of the, um, you know, one of the pirates in the existing theme parks and replace with that, I'd get over it because it looks that good. It does look um, good, yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, so it was a combination of brand new attractions and things they hadn't done before or just putting a unique spin on them, like with pirates. And there is absolutely no reason I would ever consider going to Shanghai. And I think that's the case for a lot of people as well. And yet, because that's what they've done, people go to Shanghai that never would have done. Yeah. Which I think it's what it's needed, because although China has a huge population, it's also got a very, um, you know, very high divide between the rich and the poor. Mm. So the thing is, they can't just rely on local tourists. They have to kind of reach beyond that as well. And if they had just made a clone... A little bit like what they've done in, in Hong Kong, because a lot of Hong Kong is based on existing things, then it probably wouldn't be anywhere near as successful as it is. Shanghai has yeah. been, a, been, a, been a hit. Um, it certainly has been a bigger hit than I expected it to be. Um, and I think that's down to, to the fact that it's got more unique things. Completely. I, you know, I think uh, I still want to get over to... I want to do the whole... Asian Disney tourists and a Universal tour at some point, mm. um, but it's got a little bit less exciting for me now that I know that Tron is going to be opening in Disney World because you know Disney World is it is more accessible to to me. There's more parks in the same area. I don't have to do too much traveling around, um, and it's it's lost that it hasn't lost the complete. I really want to go. It looks amazing, but things like that you think okay. And I know we are a bit different, right? We are inside this community bubble. Um, so outside of this community, maybe people don't care. Um, but for me, like the Imagineers just seem to be a little bit wasted at times. In, I mean, like, let's look at Epcot. Like Ratatouille is a great ride, but could they not have thought of something else to go well, into that space? Well, it's, it's not, though, is it? Let, well, let's not. Like, when it works, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's a poor man's Spider-Man. <laughs> well, yeah. Really. But no, I know what you mean. Um I mean, actually, Paris is a funny one because you'd have thought Paris is, is probably one of the parts that Americans would go to. And yet, there's an awful lot of Americans that kind of want to go, but that don't. Yeah. Which yeah. surprises me. You, you probably end up just as many going to Tokyo as you would do going to Paris. And yet, it's probably easy to get to Paris. But um, yeah. regardless. The, the biggest shame about all of this is what they're doing. You know, Disneyland Paris... Um, 
expansion is is amazing news as we've said said already today but the majority of well we don't know for sure but one can assume the majority of attractions they are adding into the um, both parks moving forwards will be duplicates of attractions that we can find in other Disney parks oh a hundred percent which is a real real shame and the thing is like I, I am you know famously to people who listen to this podcast, a huge fan of Tron. And when they announced they'd make a Tron coaster in Shanghai, my first thought was why? But my second thought was, of course I want to go on this attraction. And yeah. when I heard it was coming to Magic Kingdom, I had a, I had a similar kind of mix into both why and I want to go on it, but it was tinged with, but they've already got that there. And okay, yeah. I'm going to go, it's much more likely that I'm going to go to Florida than it is that I'm going to go to China or Shanghai but at the same time if it's going to be a carbon copy that uses its uniqueness all of the and you know I was listening to your other podcast or one of your podcasts theme park trader and it was when you was talking about people's favorite attractions and uh you quite rightly uh, you and Dan both quite rightly said about how much better Big Thunder Mountain is in Paris compared to the mm. others. Yeah, and that is a prime example of where things are. You, you can have carbon copies as long as they're different. The Pirates of the Caribbean in uh, you know Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, and Paris are all completely different. Yep, same uh, rides. Phantom Manor as well in Paris. Is, Absolutely, is, is, is very different to the Haunted Mansion. Exactly, uh, but it's a similar kind of ride, but it's different. Yep. And Big Thunder Mountain. All of them are different, um, and all of them have things that you know are good. But the Paris one is a superior one. But they're not the same ride. It's it's taking the same concept and the same basic structure, but it's just just tweaking it and making it a bit different. Yeah. But and Space Mountain, of course. You know, again, three rides with the same name, three completely different attractions. Mm. Only thing they've got in common is they're in the dark. Um, but. It does tend to be this this carbon copy. I mean, um, when they opened Toy Story Land in uh, Hong Kong, it was the exact same Toy Story Land that Disneyland Paris got. Yeah. Which was awful that first time. Yeah, it's not a good land to copy. No. And they did. They changed the name of one of the rides, but it was the same attractions. Um, I mean, you can improve... The- you know, you could improve Disneyland Paris' version overnight by opening Midway Mania. And I know we're talking about carbon copy and rides, but that land has really has nothing going for it right now. Mm. But if you look at um, or what they've announced so far for the expansion, so we still don't know what attractions are going to go in Star Wars yet, we can guess. Assuming we... it's going to be, I'm assuming it's going to be Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's a given. Um, and... Uh, with the frozen one it looks quite similar to what they've already announced for uh hong kong yeah i think is where that land's going so and it looks quite similar so i imagine that they will have the same rides now in in the marvel land that they're building which is the only park uh, california, california has california its, is, is getting a marvel land as well but um they're not getting iron man no disneyland paris will get an iron man that's just a ring theme of an existing ride but it'll be getting Spider-Man, and Spider-Man is probably going to be a carbon copy of the Disneyland ride. So, yeah, again, while the land might have some differences, the overall concept will be the same, and I still think we'll get um, Mission Breakout 
replace Tower of Terror. Oh, that that for me is an absolute given. I think they'd be stupid not to. Well, as I, you know, me and Paul talked this about this quite a lot on Discover DLP, and you know, the the ride is the exact same building uh, in Paris it is in California, and yeah, that is where at the moment Marvel starts. So it would be stupid to not have that. We wouldn't fit in anymore. No. It wouldn't fit in anymore. No, the, the, theming wise, it wouldn't fit in. And again, because they've already done the exact same thing in California, it makes sense to do it there. And they also did that one night kind of change last year when yeah. they said it was Mission Breakout for the night. And it was just in the dark. But, but, um, but, but it would, it, I tell you what, it would do is it would probably decrease the chances of me going to California sooner rather than late, later. Because that is an attraction that I really want to go to California for. Um, and if it's in Disneyland Paris, then I'll just go there. Oh, yeah. It's cheaper and easier. Yep. Yeah. But... Uh, so that's but, the last thing from my list. Yeah, no, I can... For this week. Yeah, I can... I, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I think they need to... And also, despite what uh, Mr. Iger says, I still think there's room for them to do more, um, you know, original content nondescript coasters nondescript coasters yeah now the rush is going to be on which one of us is going to get a t-shirt out first <laughs> really is but we were uh, we were actually designing some the other day <laughs> um, but we think we've missed the boat on this one mm, i don't know i still think it's got legs i think i still think it's got legs um but yeah i i, I think they need to just try it and if they're going to copyright just at least make them different enough that it's going to make you want to go well, as, as um, you said, you know, Pirates, Thunder, Space, and um, Haunted and Phantom are all attractions that are very different depending on what park you're in. And I think if they continue to do that, I'd be completely on their side. Yeah, I mean, everyone is convinced that Frozen Ever After is going to be coming to the Disneyland Paris expansion. But if they keep it as the same ride system as they've got in Epcot, then I think they'll miss a trick. I think you're probably more on the money with the with the, the um, China comparison. Mm. To be honest, I think that mm. makes more sense. Mm. Um, people were talking last week about Disneyland Paris bringing in Splash Mountain. I'm like, that is not going to happen. Who in their right mind is going on a water ride in during eight of the twelve months of the year at Disneyland Paris? Hey, look, I, I heard somebody the other day say that Popeye's build rat barges was their favourite attraction. So <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I mean that's that's a ride I hate with uh, a passion. So uh, there are crazy, you know, some people are crazy enough to want to do water rides at any given time in any kind of temperature. But that is true. I mean, yeah, I mean, my worry of, of Splash Mountain is it would probably freeze while you're going down that last drop. Yeah, going on Paris. Splash Mountain in January in Paris, um, not a good idea. I mean, look, you know. Splash Mountain that was supposed to be coming to Disneyland Paris in the original plans and the reason why it didn't was because of the climate yeah. they decided it was too cold and it is it's been over 25 years people it's not started being built it ain't going to be built now there's a no, reason no why it's not it's one of the few parts that gets snow so just 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 remember that um, right in that case I'm going to wrap this episode up but uh, Ryan thank you for lasting right to the very end very appreciated oh, um, I, I know we kind of mentioned it, but uh, if you want to give a plug to the, your main show, we've kind of got you on a, on a, on a long term loan deal. I feel. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, uh, well, at least until the listeners start writing in to kick me off. Um, so yeah, my main show is uh, Theme Park Trader, where we yeah we just talk about um, news, what's going on. We have um, one of our favourite types of show is where we we read out poor reviews of some of the best theme park rides out there. Um, so that's one of our favourite things to do. And uh, we've also got our website as well, Theme Park Trader dot com where there's some awesome things happening behind the scenes at the moment which i will be sharing in the very near future yes and and i know what those are but um yeah i can't wait for those to be revealed um and also of course i mean another podcast that you do is now part of this very own podcast network uh, the customer is always weird yeah, I, I'm so glad that we're, we we've joined up with the uh, the after network for this one and that's it, it it does feel very after dark that that podcast and it's basically us ripping the idea of the poor reviews segment from theme park trader and applying it to everything and anything so literally uh, anything and everything as well some of your topics yeah. have been uh very i mean you've got i know some of them are your own things that you've come up with but obviously you do take suggestions from your audience and yes. some of those suggestions have been pretty pretty out there uh, yeah, I mean, some of them have come from people on this network, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, they've come from one person on this network. <laughs> yeah, that's and I, <laughs> yeah, and I think we all know who it is without even having to name him. Yeah. Or her, true. but it's definitely him. It's definitely a him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we, we, yeah, we have an absolute blast on that. We've got, again, we've got some good plans for, for what we want to do with that. There's some um, some live videos that are going to be interesting, and I'm not sure whether they will uh, get us into trouble with Facebook or not, but... Um, yeah, there's lots of good plans on the way for that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, th- thank you for joining the network. And uh, if you don't listen to those already, please do. Uh, I mean, for one thing, there's 100% less me on both of those shows. So to everyone that like writes abuse <laughs> to me every week, well, there you go. There's two shows without me on them. Um, but if you do like listening to me, then uh, Pop Half the Dark is back. You have to find its own feed now, but that has come back. With uh, I wouldn't I'd say vengeance, but there's not much vengeance going around on that one. Um, and there will be hopefully a new Universal After Dark coming this week. Um, we've had some behind the scenes issues on that, um, but we think that we're going to be able to get a new episode of that recorded this week. So all being well, there should be a, a Universal After Dark coming soon. So if you've been uh, missing Amanda. Uh, then we will be coming back with a new episode very, very soon. Um, So thank you for listening. Thank you, Ryan, for joining me. And we will see you on the next Days After Dark in two weeks. You you can say bye if you want. Oh, bye. (laughs) What that mean? G'day, I'm Lewis. And I'm Catherine. And each week you can tune into Diz Down Under to hear our unofficial views of Disney from Australia. That's right, you can hear about the latest Disney news and our adventures in theme parks and talking about movies from the most isolated city in the world. That's right, good old Perth got that title, <laughs> but it doesn't stop us from getting out and seeing a lot of Disney and experiencing a lot of Disney. From an Australian point of view. <laughs> you can catch us on the gentlemanofpopculture.com. Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get enough, can't get enough! He's the one, two, three! Mickey Mania! Never gonna end!
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? (laughs) Well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode, we hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for your continued support. Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get enough, can't get enough! He's the one, two, three! Mickey Mania! Never gonna end, Mickey Mania! You're my, you're my, you're my Mickey Mania! He's really a nice mouth. He sure is! Now hold on, move it, never to prove it, give it a rock, a house with a mouse! This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.